Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and beautiful Wednesday day. Hope everybody's had a good and uh, fantastic day. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, uh, thought I was going to come a storm earlier, but it got dark, but it never done anything. So, but uh, but I hope everybody uh, uh, has enjoyed. Uh, Wednesday, just think there's a couple more days to the weekend for some. Others, uh, they get their weekend during the week. But uh, for the most part, everybody, they're working working for the weekend. That'll be a song. <laughs> so, everybody working for the weekend. But anyway, but uh, uh, glad you can join us this evening. If you want to uh, look in your Bibles or open a scripture this evening, it's Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. So, I'll give everybody just a second to turn there and uh, if you don't have your Bibles I have it available for you to read along with alright Philippians 1 6 and I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ and as me Pappy always says bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts my dear old Pappy <laughs> alright if you have any prayer concerns or anything, be sure to put those on the for those on social media. Be sure to put those in the comments section, and we will address those. We have a couple already. Uh, Sandy Gwynn, I spoke a prayer request, please. Yes, Miss Gwynn, we definitely will. My mother-in-law, Sharon Boyd, asking for prayers for our country and our president. Thank you, Mrs. Boyd, for that, and uh, glad Hoppy was there to top that out for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, prayer request, uh, Kim Penix, uh, Jean, well, they, these are from Sunday, but, um, also I couldn't have any, uh, for, uh, today, but anyway, as of Sunday, these were, uh, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings, Verda Campbell, uh, Nancy Larkey, Carolyn and Morris, Johnny and Nora, Chuck Richardson, Tracy Kent, Vicki Telefero, Ralph and Linda, uh, Wendy Lee, Glenn Johnson, P.T. Glover, P.T.'s mom, Ron and Thelma, Terry Laws, Chris Wilson and family, Mike Bradley, uh, Joe Franklin, uh, Murph, and uh, let's see here. Uh, some of the ones that are written down uh, on Sunday um, was Willie for Nathan, Unspoken, Michael, uh, Safe Return, Richard Haynes, Joe Franklin, Levi Haynes, Unspoken. Mamie Unspoken, Doug, uh, Chuck and PK, Nancy Larkey, Tony Peters Unspoken, Fran, my Aunt Frida, lost her husband last week, uh, three months ago, lost her son, that's just terrible, that really is, I, I really hate that, uh, Ron and Thelma, Nora and Johnny, Murph, Tony Peters, Tammy Dickens, my family, Wendy Lee, Eddie and Bonnie for Amy, Jonah and Carter Green, uh, Betty Whaley and family, Jack Matheson family, Tom Kellerman family, Kim Penix, our daughters, uh, patients at the chemo center and praise report. I finished chemo on Monday. That was awesome. She had a video on social media uh, of her ringing the bell, her last chemo treatment. I thought that was that was really neat. Got me choked up when I saw that. Uh, Jerry and Joanne, Homer Gardner, James Keller, and Darlene Miller, Dolores Taylor. Uh, I had this problem the other night when I read that. It's something James. I keep making out that first part of that name. Testing for health issues. James and Amanda. They had an anniversary. Uh, president, our country, a pastor. Samantha for Gary Kimbrough. Kimbrough. 
Tom Dykes, Sophia Hirsch, parents Megan and Gabe. She is two and having surgery tomorrow. You know, when I read that, it just made me think. It, it broke my heart. I read earlier, uh, this little boy in Chicago, he's two years old. Uh, he's, he's fighting cancer. I think it's neuroblastoma uh, was what he's fighting. Uh, he's supposed to have a birthday party, and he's low-life riders uh, were looting the Ronald McDonald house and uh, the the nurses were afraid to uh, to leave or, or go in or whatever it may be and they didn't want any families there so that little boy uh, two years old wasn't able to have his birthday that he's going to be able to go home and have cake and such with his family and that just I tell you guys and gals uh, you see this stuff on the news uh, I don't know about you all, but I get so mad, uh, I can't see straight. I really can't. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just at, at the point where I feel like actions need to be taken. So I'll just leave it at that for I'll say something I get myself in trouble with and Dad's calling me and chewing me out. So anyway, uh, Ginger, Troy, have all upper teeth pulled tomorrow. Philip, friend from Fall Branch, has coronavirus. Uh, Troy's uncle, uh Clay died last night. Yeah, I had several people, friends of mine on Facebook, said, uh, said that coronavirus is no joke to take it seriously and that they are fighting it. I'm going to tell Dad about some of those uh, on there. I forgot. Uh, Mike Kim, Dudley, David Lynn, uh, Jeb, Pros Job Prospect, I'm sorry, Our Nation, and several unspoken, Brenda Malone, and Steve Constable. So, there we go. Well, all right. Oh, and Robert DeBray says prayers for our. Uh, hold, on, hold on, somebody else is writing here. See, prayers for our police, first responders, military, and president. Uh, Stanton Trailer, uh, prayers for our country, our president, our police officers, and other frontline workers. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll be sure. And uh, uh, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer. And if our Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you bless us with. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, I will lift up all these prayer requests and concerns. And Lord, I, I wish I had the ability to uh, remember each and every one. Uh, but Lord, you know the needs. Uh, you know the, uh, the each and every prayer request, whether unspoken or spoken. Uh, Lord, uh, those dealing with loss of family and uh, friends. And Lord, I pray you be with those situations. Lord, so we'll lift up our nation to you. It's uh, in, in major turmoil right now. And I pray that... Uh, uh, you bring healing on our land. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you continue to heal Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. And Lord, I will lift up a special prayer request for Ron and Thelma Thompson. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you be with our police officers, that you let them know that they are loved, they are needed, they are appreciated, and protection about them and their family. Uh, Lord, please be with our president during this very difficult time, that you will give him the wisdom and the discernment uh, that is needed. Uh, Lord, I pray to be with all the uh, uh, those who are battling cancer and sicknesses of various kinds, those who are battling the coronavirus, you bring healing upon them. And Lord, I just pray to be with this little two-year-old boy that uh, I was reading about earlier, and Lord, just uh, help him and his family. Lord, I just want to thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I apologize, guys and gals. I wish that I, I had the ability to uh, remember every single prayer concern, but as you can tell, there's a lot of a lot of requests. Now I remember uh, there's a there's a time when Dad could he would go, he would read it and then when he go to prayer he could re, he could close his eyes and he could see and re, and recall every single one. 
wish I had an ability, but I don't, and uh, so, but, oh well, but Lord, like I said, Lord knows the needs, and uh, you have to overlook my uh, inability to uh, to do those kind of things, so I apologize. Um, as far as announcements go, of course, you know, like I said, I do my live devotions uh, every morning at 6.15, and uh, this morning, stupid me, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a one-man band here, you know, I'm trying to do uh, the church website, I'm trying to do social media, I'm trying to control sound, I'm, you know, I'm doing everything uh, kind of by myself, well, I am doing it by myself, not kind of, but I am doing it by myself. This morning, I had my intro uh, for lined up, hit play, doing uh, our Pledge of Allegiance, and it was working great on social media, but I forgot to hit start streaming on the website. <laughs> and so, uh, for old Darlene's message of me, she says, uh, well, you know, where's the link at? I looked down, I was like, oh, no, so uh, sorry about that. So I'll, I'll do my best. I have to overlook me sometimes. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I make the attempt <laughs> to do the devotions live every morning at 6.15. And uh, if it's not working, it's probably something stupid I'm doing. Uh, but uh, then, uh, of course, Sunday morning uh, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., uh, uh, we will meet physically uh, at the church. Uh, Dr. Vic Young uh, is, uh, will be doing the morning message. In fact, I was talking to him earlier, and he's working on a sermon uh, today. But uh, he not give me a title yet. But as soon as he gets that out to me, I'll you know, always make the little advertisement and get that out on social media for everybody to share. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we meet physically there. And, of course, we encourage the social distancing, wearing of masks, and, uh, but you don't have to, you know. Uh, but we do encourage that, and uh, trust me, I know it's difficult. I hate it. Day gets on me, but I, I hate Man, I hate wearing it. I can't breathe. I mean, I cannot breathe. I hate it with a passion, man. I, I try to, if I can take it off for a second, I'm doing it. But I, I, I keep staring at me, and <laughs> I get it back on. So, But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, and then don't forget the VA. Uh, you know, we've made the announcement that, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of those out there who are, uh, you know, they can't have any contact whatsoever. So if you can send any cards of encouragement, get well, those kind of things, uh, send it to the volunteer station. I mean, if you have a specific floor or individual want to send it to, that's fine as well, they said. But uh, if you could uh, get that uh, uh, out, uh, that would be, uh, uh, be great. Because like I said, when I was in there, uh, it's uh, it's lonely in there, and uh, I praise God for the family and, and church family uh, that came and visited me. It meant a lot. It really did when I was over there. So uh, I know those those men and women could, would appreciate it. But uh, my mother-in-law says Hoppy says you can't be good-looking and smart too. How would he know? <laughs> anyway, so that was just mean, wasn't it? But I come by it honestly because my dad is is very mean. But anyway. <laughs> Let's look at our Bibles to uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, let me get over here to my slides, there we go, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, 20 through 22, and if you have your Bibles handy, great, if not, I always bring up a, a slide there so that you can read along, so let me get this over here, there we go, Hebrews chapter 11, 20 through 22, by faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob, and by faith Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the, over the head of his staff. By faith Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. All right.
So I'm gonna go ahead and bring my pretty face back up. I'd hate to deny you such things. So, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer, if we may, please. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you and love you and praise you. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for this day. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll just fill this room with your spirit. And Lord, in every household who's watching uh, this evening, that you'll fill uh, their homes with your sweet spirit. Lord, guide us and lead us and direct us in your word. Help us to learn. Help us to grow. Help us to seek you. And Lord, it's my, my prayer every time I speak that it would be something that will help those listening to help them in their spiritual growth and help them with their walk with you. And Lord, we just praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, I told Dad, I don't know uh, what it is, but the last few times I've had to speak, uh, I have just, uh, my nerves have been shot. I don't know what's going on, uh, why. And I just want to make sure that uh, that what we're learning here in Hebrews, that uh, that's just it, that I'm teaching in a way that's effective, in a way that will uh, uh, help you all in your spiritual growth and walk and help you to, to understand the material that's given to us. And uh, I don't know, I just get uh, Brandy and Madison's trying to calm me down because my nerves are just like, uh, you know, and... So I just want to, I just want to, want to honor the Lord, please the Lord first and foremost, and and I just want to make sure you're learning something, you're taking something away uh, from this study in Hebrews, and uh, it it has honestly uh, this study, if it was for nobody else, uh, I can also say it has really helped me uh, in my spiritual walk, in my spiritual growth. I can really tell a difference uh, in my own uh, uh, spirituality, and so uh, I hope pray. Uh, that it will will bless you as well, but uh, that's all all that I can can hope for. So, I mean, you know, when we uh, look at these passages here, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, uh, one thing we we have in common uh, with, uh, with the individual we were just mentioning here, uh, with Isaac and Jacob, and uh, you know, we uh, uh, can see individuals uh, who had faith even into death. You know, and uh, when people think of death, you know, obviously it, it automatically evokes a, a sadness, a, a depression, if you will. You know, I was trying to have a uh, uh, a grief counseling class, and, uh, and and I enjoyed it. I really did, and had had good turnout. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my stupid health had to screw it up. But uh, uh, but you know, death doesn't always have to be a sad event. You know, it is, um, uh, you know, I, you know, you, when you look at people that you love, you know, obviously you don't want to, to see them go on. And, uh, but it's inevitable. You know, we all, like I've said before, we all have a birth date and a death date and it's, uh, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, one thing that we were going to learn from these passages this evening and uh, Hebrews 11, 20 through 22, is that there is faith even unto death. And that we have faith and understanding of what is to come. And, you know, and the great thing is, uh, you know, you, I've talked to people who are absolutely terrified. I, I remember, I think of one individual in particular. They were, they have emailed me several times. I mean, they are absolutely terrified uh, of dying. And I've tried to explain over and over that there's not. If, if you are a child of God, 
If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, there is absolutely nothing to be afraid of uh, because Jesus is with us in life and in death. It's not like that when we die, we're going to wake up in, in a cold darkness and we're going to be uh, haints and, and uh, you know, trust me, if I, if I thought I was going to be a ghost, even that wouldn't scare me because I would torment my wife and particularly my mother-in-law more than ever. You know, that would, oh my gosh, that would just be so much fun. Uh, particularly my mother-in-law, I would um, I would be constantly scaring her, uh, and even more so than I do now. But uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you're a child of God, you're not going to be hanging around here. It's not going to be scary. You're not going to be in darkness. What does God's Word tells us? That to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so there's, I don't understand what there is to be afraid of. You know, um, I me think of a story. Uh, let's see here. I think it was it was. Um, it's been a long time ago. Uh, I think it's uh, the Empress of Ireland. I think it was the name of the ship. There was 130 uh, uh, people. Uh, they were um, uh, in the service of Salvation Army. And uh, as the, the boat was sinking, uh, only, uh, let's see here, I think there was only, this is 130, uh, I think it was only uh, 80, no, there weren't that many. I was want to say 20 maybe that survived. But anyway, that's, that's not the point. The point is that as the boat was sinking, uh, they were giving their life preservers to other people. And they said that they knew Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and that they would die better than they would. And I thought, man, you know, what, what a, an act of faith that would be uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to have that much courage to say, hey, I'm going to die better than you. And, uh, and they were giving their life preservers away. And only a fraction of those individuals uh, said that uh, the majority who gave their, well, all of them, who, I guess, who gave away their uh, life preservers uh, had died, had drowned. And uh, what a testament of faith uh, that would be uh, to be able to do that. And uh, as Christians, we don't have anything to fear. You know, what a, you know, so, you know, if you have that fear of death and you're a child of God, you need to just put that away. Uh, you need, you know, just let that go. And remember, God's, you know, there's nothing to fear. You know, uh, what does 2 Timothy 1, 7 tell us? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Spirit, the, 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 uh, that, that spirit of fear is not of God. That comes from the old devil. He wants you to be afraid. And guess what? You're going to die. So being afraid is not going to change uh, the course of that at all, you know, and so uh, unless you're uh, from the highlands of Scotland, you're 400 years old and you're immortal, it's not going to happen, all right? But <laughs> we are immortal in the fact that as Christians, we will live in eternity with Jesus Christ. Now, with that said, uh, there was a, I thought it'd be sufficient to read this little quote here by uh, Matthew Henry. Uh, he said, uh, through the grace of faith is of a of universal use throughout our whole lives, yet it is especially so when we come to die. Faith has its greatest work to do at last, to help believers to finish well, to die to the Lord so as to honor Him by patience, hope, and joy, so as to leave a witness behind them of the truth of God's Word and the excellency of His ways. When he was on his own deathbed at age 52, Henry said to a friend, 
You have been used to take notice of the sayings of dying men. This is mine, that life spent in the service of God and communion with Him is the most pleasant life that anyone can live in this world. So I thought that was a, uh, something worth sharing. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and like he said, uh, uh, Matthew Henry has said that uh, the life spent in the service of God and communion with Him is the most pleasant life that anyone can live in this world. So instead of wasting time uh, being in fear of death, let's live our lives in communion with God. Let's live our lives in servitude to Him, living our lives glorifying God. Let that be your legacy. Let that be, uh, you know, I think about that a lot sometimes as, uh, as I guess as I grow older, you know, what will I leave behind? Of course, I have my son and my daughter and I have to carry on and my prayer for them each and every day is that God will use them in a mighty way, that uh, they will be used for his service. Uh, I know my daughter, she wants to be a pediatric nurse. Uh, my son, uh, he's, uh, he's got a real interest in, in being a chef, and he's, he's good at it. He really is. But uh, the more I talk to him, uh, the more I think the Lord's got some real plans for him. I really do. And uh, I don't think he can see it yet. But uh, I just have a feeling he's going to, he may end up in the ministry. I could be wrong, but I just have a strong feeling. So, and he would come by it honest if he does. But hey, no matter what he does and what my daughter does, I'm proud of him. As long as I, that's one thing I've always told him. As long as you're doing what God wants you to do, you're keeping Jesus Christ first, I'm proud of you. I don't care what it is, I am proud of you. So, but, uh, uh, so don't be, uh, don't be tore about, uh, about dying, all right? Uh, in fact, even the Puritans emphasized the importance of dying well. So I don't know. Uh, I some even said that uh, uh, dying is the acid test of our faith. So, but, uh, oh, well. Well, let's look on here in our, our verse here. In Hebrews 11, verse 20, By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. Now, we can look in uh, Genesis, uh, uh, let's see, 27, uh, I believe it is, uh, or 25, uh, we see where uh, it was revealed to Rebekah that the, the older would serve the younger. And, uh, you know, when it was come time for Isaac to bless Jacob and Esau, uh, you know, it was prophesied, you know, I, don't, I wonder if he was even thinking about that. Apparently, all that he was thinking about was uh, food. <laughs> and uh, uh, as a fat boy, I, uh, I can understand the, uh, uh, to be distracted by food. <laughs> and he, uh, uh, he, was, he was wanting some stew that Esau would make. Well, you know, Esau apparently was Isaac's favorite. And, uh, as, you know, as, as you, some of you may understand as the story goes, and uh, but Jacob uh, was uh, was a mama's boy. All right. So every time I think of a mama's boy, I think of uh, I got, you know I, I think it was an episode of Little House on the Prairie where I showed the the boy with the uh, no, it was uh, Big Jake. That's what it was. He picked up that straw hat and he said his. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you know that little boy fought Leroy uh, little outfit on, and uh, when I think of mama's boy, I think of that. Or, but uh, anyway, uh, so uh, here he's. He was blind, more or less, and uh, so 
when he's getting his time for him to do the blessing, I don't know if it was uh, Rebecca who uh, uh, overheard what was about to happen, and because uh, uh, Jacob was her was her favorite, uh, she decided to hey, you know, we got to we got to uh, trick your your father into thinking that you're Esau. So he puts on Esau's clothes, and he goes out there and uh, brings these, some some of Mama's stew. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, it, even Isaac's like, no, you know, uh, you know, he touches his arms. And, you know, of course, he had to put, like, apparently Esau's a pretty hairy guy. And because uh, he had to put, like, uh, 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 lamb's fur uh, wool or something on his arms there. And he said, well, you, 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 you smell like Esau. You, you, your arms feel like it. And. But your voice don't sound right, you know. Well, anyway, he uh, he gives the blessing to uh, to Jacob, and uh, of course Esau. When he comes back, he's he's pretty upset. But you know, he just you know, if you look at Esau, he could care less about his birthright. He could have cared less about uh, uh, what was being handed down to him anyway. And uh, and so that's when Isaac realized he'd been tricked. So here we here we have almost a soap opera, if you will, of uh, of events. Uh, you have uh, uh, the mother using the son to deceive the father. The son goes along with that. You have the, uh, another son who uh, uh, could care less about his birthright. And, you know, it's just a whole soap opera of things going on. But, you know, we see here that Isaac uh, uh, invoked future blessings. So you think, well, well, how could God, um, you know, how is it that, Isaac had faith, if I should say it this way, uh, and that uh, uh, in, in the fact that everybody was being, dece being deceptive uh, with everything. Well, here's the thing, you know, God can use people. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we may not always act a certain, the way we should. Uh, may, we may do things that are even contrary. God can even use evil people to bring about his good purposes, all right? Uh, but you look over here in... Um, Let's see Romans. Make sure. Yeah, Romans nine, uh, verse eleven. I don't have a slide for this. But Romans nine, eleven said, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of Him who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger, as Rick as written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So, you know, we see that, um, you know, we see the elect in that. We see that, uh, you know, we can get into predestination, we can get into election. I don't want to get into that can of worms right now. I did kind of hit on that in, a, in one of my devotions uh, yesterday, I think it was, or day before yesterday. I kind of briefly hit on that. But anyway, um, that God was, you know, it had been prophesied and it had been fulfilled. But here's the thing. You know, again, we, you know, we may be going back to asking, whoa, about to drop my Bible, uh, asking, uh how Isaac worked in faith. Well, even after he found out, he didn't revoke that blessing. Instead, he uh, uh, continued on that he would uh, uh, have the, you know, that Jacob would have that blessing uh, to continue on uh, with what he had been given, uh, that, that birthright. So he didn't revoke that. He would, didn't get angry and remove that. Uh, so, uh, so we see that he did work uh, in that faith of the future blessings of, of Abraham and and the seed that would continue out and that uh, the growth of the people of Israel uh, would result in that. Now, uh, 
we uh, we also we see here that uh, Jacob's. Um, let's see. Let me get back over here. Make sure I'm telling you right. Um, Okay, I so see, yeah. By faith, I vote the blessing of Jacob and Esau. So we saw that. By faith, Jacob, when he, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Okay, so let's stop right there in uh, verse 21. Now, uh, when you see, you know, of course, when you think about Joseph, now understand that, uh, remember, his brothers were trying to kill him. Uh, he was thrown into a hole, and uh, Benjamin you know, begged for his life, said, uh, hey, let's sell him into slavery. He's trying to help him. Joseph went through a lot. You know, here he had been in prison. He had, been, had interpreted several dreams, you know, the promise of getting out, and they, they always forgot about him, and uh, finally he got out. Then Potiphar's wife tried to uh, seduce him, and, you know, he stayed true uh, to the gospel. I'm sorry, to true uh, to the promises of God, uh, and having that faith in, in the future promises of God. And so here he had saved uh, Egypt. Uh, he was um, very diligent in handing out the food. He wasn't greedy. Uh, he brought his own family in. You know, he'd done all these things. But when we read this here, though, it says, By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Now, you know, it doesn't go into a lot of detail uh, about what uh, what all that Joseph had accomplished. Uh, in fact, you know, obviously he had. Uh, um, I'm sorry, all that Jacob. I'm sorry, had a uh, all that. I saw. Okay, let me go back up here just a minute. <laughs> so Jacob, here he is. He is he is old and he is dying. All right, his body had grown weak. And um, his, uh, uh, but his, but his faith was still strong. Okay, get out of here in a second. Now, I think one thing that might be important to point out there, where it says that uh, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Now, um, some Bibles may say bed. Now, uh, from my understanding in my studies here, is that um, in the translation of Hebrews, that uh, it was based on consonants. Uh, up until the eighth and ninth century, all right, in the Septuagint, and then up to the uh, uh, let's see, it was a Mozartic period. That's when they went to the vowels, and so that's why the uh, there was a difference in the translation between staff and bed, and so that in the Septuagint we now understand that it, it truly says uh, staff uh, instead of that. But you know, you can you know uh, that's. You may not think it's, you know, that that noun is not that big a deal, but, you know, I just, little things like that I like to always point out. But anyway, um, so obviously uh, Joseph had met uh, privately with his father and, and, and discussing these, uh, these issues, uh, if you will, uh, that was about to transpire. And uh, so, again, you know, we, we are seeing that um, uh, those promises... Uh, that are being given uh, to Joseph, Joseph's sons. You know, when you know, one thing is very interesting uh, is that uh, when he when Jacob went to bless Joseph's sons, uh, he crossed his 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 hands and he put the right hand on the older uh, Ephraim and his left hand on Manasseh. And uh, and when 
Joseph saw that, he tried to, he thought his, his father when he was old, he got confused because naturally uh, the older one, the older uh, sibling, uh, the son, usually was the one who inherited uh, the, uh, the, the things that were handed down, the future blessings. So he tried to uncross his father's arm. He's like, you know, no. You know, when I read that, it almost makes me think of me and my dad. You know, if I saw my dad doing something like that and I, said, and I tried to fix it, I could hear him say, get off me. If I want your help, I'll ask for it. You know, I, I, could, just, I could just hear his voice so clearly saying that, you know, get away from me. You know, and uh, so he, that's probably, probably what Jacob said to Joseph. What? Get out. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. Come on. You know, but the point is, even though naturally, uh, the old, the elder son would have been the one to uh, to initially had that that blessing, if you will. Uh, it's demonstrating it's not man's ways, but God's ways uh, that is directing and guiding the path of these individuals. And again, we see the younger being over the older uh, brother, and um, and so you know we're seeing that God is at work here. God is at play. You know, it just it goes back to that Bible verse. Man can plan his test, but God guides his ways. You know, and uh, it goes back to um, understanding of faith. You know, again, when we look at faith, uh, we have to understand that uh, it, if we knew every step of every situation, that wouldn't take faith. It's taking that um, uh, that leap into the unknown, trusting God, uh, and and that's what takes faith. You know, just like I was talking about this morning, we were looking at Hebrews eleven thirty five was our uh, daily devotional and uh, the fact that uh, I was discussing how you know with Peter stepping out on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Christ he was good see he he didn't know when he stepped on that water he was going to sink or swim or drown but he he knew that he kept his eyes on Christ he was good but the minute he took his eyes off of Christ that's when he started to sink sometimes we have to take that step into the unknown sometimes we have to take that step in a direction that we're not real sure of and uh, but we have to keep our eyes on Christ and all, like I said this morning, you know, when you take that leap into the unknown, so to speak, uh, trusting in God, trusting in His leading, make sure that you're praying sincerely. Lord, is this your God? Is this what you want? Is this what you would have me to do? Uh, no, it's not saying that, you know, well, I could step in front of a car and I'm not going to be hurt because I have faith. No, you step in front of that car, you're going to get your faith ran over and you're going to die or get severely hurt. I mean, that's just stupid. But you have to have common sense. If you're really praying about something and God is giving you a clear direction, then that's what you have to do. And, of course, the point uh, this morning that I was trying to make uh, is the fact that uh, so many Christians have grown too comfortable uh, in uh, their walk with Christ, grown too comfortable with the church. Uh, while we're not seeing, you know, there's too many pastors out there preaching peace and prosperity. And uh, uh, I, was, I was talking about um, the... Um, uh, Voice of the Martyrs magazine from 2004, uh, just talking about a Chinese woman who was distributing Bibles, and the fact that uh, when they, the I guess the their, their police state uh, found her doing that, they pulled out, uh, ripped out part of her hair and beat her to death because she dared to distribute Bibles. And, you know, and if you were to tell them that, uh, say, so, you know, an individual like this who died. In the servitude of Jesus Christ, that uh, there are pastors here who are telling people that Christianity is about peace or prosperity, they wouldn't believe it, because to them, to be a Christian will endure persecution, hardships, and even death. And so, but yet, so many uh, here uh, in the United States take the church for granted. 
they take for granted what we have and the freedoms we hold dear. And, uh, and, and I try hard not to get political, but I'm just telling you right now, if this election doesn't go in a good direction and the two lunatics <laughs> that, are, that, are, if that if they get in there I'm just telling you, I hate to, to snicker but it's just they're, they're, it's insanity I mean it's absolute insanity that anybody could take these two turkeys seriously but if they get in there I'm telling you man they're, they're already trying to shut down the churches in, in California because they tried to claim of the virus which is unconstitutional they can't do that that's just the beginning and they're going to start coming down. I'm telling you, if they if the, if the election don't go right, um, they're going to start coming after churches. They're going to start coming after pastors. They're going to start coming after Christians. Are you ready? Do you have the faith to stand in the face of those who would persecute you, who will kill you, who would hurt you in the name of Jesus Christ? Man, we're already seeing these rioters. I mean, you already see that even the Ronald McDonald House in Chicago wasn't even off limits. They were even looting the Ronald McDonald House. So that tells you right there, they have no qualms of whether it's a, a, a place for sick children or a church. They, they, these people are evil. They are vile. So do you have the faith? Do you have the ability to stand in the face of those who would be willing to kill you for your faith in Jesus Christ? Because remember, we are enemies. We are enemies to those in the world. They hate us. We are bigots. We are hate mongers. They hate us. Well, what does God's word tell us? God's word didn't make it, didn't sugarcoat it. He said, "Hey, uh, they hated me first, because they don't be, don't be upset. They hate you. It's going to happen." So that's why we're why this this chapter and uh, this study in Hebrews is very important that we understand this faith uh, that um, uh, that it is something that uh, is not again, it's not given to us. That uh, it's only something that God gives us. But out of that faith, we have the strength and the ability to stand in, and, uh, uh, in, the, in the face of persecution. Uh, you know, that's something I talked about this morning. There are Christians, early Christians, who were sawed in half, burned, I mean, tortured in ways we can never imagine. That's the faith that we're discussing about, is to have that faith in Christ, that in the face of death, we will stand true, we will stand strong, because we have a strength that is not our own. We have that strength that comes from Jesus Christ. We have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Understand that. It surpasses all all understanding. Those in the world will not get it. They would not understand it. They can't, they can't wrap their heads around why Christians can stand in the face of something like that because we believe in something greater than ourselves and that is Jesus Christ. And so that's why my friends we have to be bold as lions. Alright? And we have to be wise as serpents, harmless as does. We have to, uh, you know, and that's one thing that is lacking in this country, is true Bible-believing pastors, true Bible-believing Christians, to stand up in the face of, of these, the, the evil that is out there. We are called to be the light in the world for a reason. We are called to be the salt of the earth for a reason. And it's time you better wrap your head around that and start playing footsies with the world and start standing for what is right and for what is true. Now, when we look at this here in... Um, in uh, Jacob blessing Joseph's sons. Now, you remember that Jacob, you know, he came from the land of Canaan, and he uh, uh, was a sojourner or, or a pilgrim here in, in, in Egypt. And, you know, you got to think Joseph's sons, uh, you know, they were probably best buddies with uh, Pharaoh's kids. They had the best of education. They had the best of everything. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, he'd been very easy for uh, Jacob to say, hey, uh, bless you well in Egypt, I hope you succeed, and go far in life kind of thing. But no, 
he uh, bestowed upon them the, the things of Canaan. Now, you know, you got to think he didn't own any property in Canaan. And the uh, only thing he had was a tomb. Uh, and so, you know, uh, so here we, you know, those in the world say, well, what's this lunatic doing giving away something that's not his? And uh, here he is just some um, uh, guy on rented land. And, and he's going to tell these people, this these kids, this is going to be theirs instead of, you know, and. Again, people in the world don't understand what we're talking about here. And uh, the fact of the matter is that Jacob was bestowing upon them the future promises of what God has given them. All right, And uh, what Abraham, 200 years prior, uh, had uh, uh, that God had uh, uh, told Abraham was going to happen. And that's what Jacob was doing. He was trying to do that. Now, uh, we look at uh, Joseph's kids. Now, you know, we see these, uh, uh, you know, we see the younger again serving the, I mean, the, older serving the younger but you know you can look at uh, at gifts so to speak you know we may not you know there's some people out there who are smarter than others you know uh, you have some people that are richer than others you have people who have excel in some spiritual gifts and some that don't and um, you know it, it can be discouraging I think for some people when it comes to spiritual gifts and uh, the understanding of how God's going to use you uh, you may not uh, uh, be I don't know easily revealed to you what exactly your gifts are and uh, so that's why you've got to really pray about it you know I uh, uh, you know for me uh, I have to study extra hard you know my dad it comes easy to him he's uh, he's got a, a partial photographic uh, mind a brain and he can and he can look at something he knows it and but me I have to study extra hard uh, you know there's just those kind of situations but God can still use you no matter where you're at uh, in your walk with Christ. So that's why we, we need to keep striving, keep pushing forward, and keep asking God, you know, what is, what is the gift that you have given me? You may have uh, gifts and abilities of, of, of making things or helping other people or, or being an encourager or, or any number of things. So just because, you know, just like, you know, we see this here, the, the, the older serving the younger, you know, we can see that, uh, uh, the, uh, that God is using these two in, in, in different ways. Uh, and so that God can use you in, in different ways. And so that's why we have to pray about uh, those, those types of, of gifts. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, too, you know, uh, when it comes to God's calling, all right? And we're trying to search out God's gifts. And, and you, know, you know, God, how can I be used? Or what is my gift? You know, uh, you know, think about something that you're good at, all right? You may think, well, all I'm good for is, uh, uh, you know, I... I, I um, can fix things. Hey, great. You know, I can't fix anything. I, I can barely check oil on a car, you know. But if you have that gift, hey, maybe God can use you to help uh, those who are elderly or, or those who are out of work uh, to, uh, and Lord can use you to uh, to help uh, fix maybe something that's broken. They can't afford to pay anybody, but the Lord can use you to minister to those people while you're fixing something that's broken. You know, look at that. Uh, or maybe say, well, all that I'm able to do is, is uh, I'm just able to cook and, and Hey, that's fine. You know, maybe prepare meals for those who are dealing with loss and uh, or, or having a hard time. See what I'm talking about? You you have uh, God can use you in a lot of different ways. You know, it doesn't always have to be a counselor, or a pastor, uh, uh, the gift of of preaching or, or or counseling or whatever it may be. You know, God gives you those certain types of gifts. All right, now, um, but here's another thing too. You know, just like I was talking about uh, with. Jacob and Joseph's kids, you know, and they were uh, probably had the best of everything. 
And, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids, you know, like my daughter's a junior this year, which is hard to believe. There's a lot of kids that are seniors this year. And I'm sure that, you know, as a lot of parents, they'd be tickled to death if they got a scholarship to medical school, they're going to be a doctor or uh, heaven forbid a lawyer. <laughs> I'm kidding. There are a lot of good lawyers out there. I'm just teasing. But, uh, uh, or something like that. But if, uh, if a grandkid or, or your kid says that they wanted to, uh, Lord is leading them to be a missionary in the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, well, a lot of parents would be like, no, I, we need to talk some sense into them. You know, we, you know, why is it that, uh, you know, that's one thing we have to be careful about is not to uh, focus on the things of this world that uh, can give to our kids uh, or grandkids, but what Christ can give them. And if that's something the Lord is leading them to do, then that's something that needs to be encouraged. And uh, so we don't need to uh, discourage the things the Lord is leading our kids to do. Now, if, if our kids pop up and say, well, um, I want to just uh, ride the train rails and I'm going to uh, uh, bum from one place to another because I don't want to work and I want to go to school. Well, then, yeah, you need to slam them upside the head and tell them to, you know, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, don't hit your kids, you know, but I'm just saying that uh, facetiously uh, to, uh, uh, to not, um, the point is not to worry about worldly success. Uh, but to uh, to worry about uh, where God is leading them and to encourage that. And that would be tough. You know, if my son or daughter said, hey, I'm going to um, join, uh, I don't know, a missionary group and we're going to go to Zimbabwe and we're going to minister, buddy, that'd be, that'd be tough, man. That would be hard to do. But if that's something the Lord's leading them to do, I can't... Uh, can't hold them back, but I'm telling you, as overprotective as I am, and I get it honestly from my dad, it is, uh, it's hard, buddy. I'm telling you what, every time my daughter says she wants to go here or there or go with her friends, do this or that and the other, oh, boy, it, it is hard. It's like it's getting harder instead of easier, and I'm just praying, Lord, help me to let go. She's yours. Just, you know, give it up, and I pray over her and my son every day, and I'm just, sometimes it's just, I'm a nervous wreck. I shouldn't be that way because they're gods, and uh, I try to let it go, and uh, some days I do well, some days are worse, and uh, Dad's laughing his head off because he's like, ah, ha, ha, now you see what I've been through and what I had to go through and endure, and he just thinks it's so funny, and he's just so mean, but anyway, <laughs> so... But um, verse 22, by faith, Joseph at the end of his life made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave direction concerning his bones. Now, again, going back to uh, uh, our scripture here, I know I've gotten I've chased a few rabbits around the barn this evening, and I apologize, but uh, uh, at the end of his life, again, okay, so we see here, by faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Now, uh, let's look at... Um, Let's see here. Make sure I'm telling you right. Um, hold on here. One second. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, well, um, here's the thing. Now, if, I get, if you want to go ahead and look at Luke 9.25, I'll get to that here in just a second. Um, there's a reason I want to talk about that verse here in a second. 
Joseph, you know, I said, uh, look at what he had accomplished, look what he had done, how he saved Egypt. You know, we, we just went into that. He uh, wanted to disassociate himself uh, with the works that he'd done with Egypt and associate himself with God's promises. He didn't want people, he didn't want some fantastic, uh, wonderful uh, tomb, if you will, a mausoleum that uh, people could go to and uh, uh, and honor him for all the things he'd done. That that was, you know, he didn't care about that. What he what his concern was uh, to uh, uh, to to fulfill, to be a part of God's promises. And that's why we read that here in verse 22, that he wanted to associate himself with the things of God and disassociate himself with his success and things he'd done in the world. And that's one that brings us to Luke 9, 25. Uh, it says, For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? So we see, let's drop something out of my Bible here, sorry. So, you know, that's just it. So many people are so worried and concerned uh, with the things of this world, the success of this world, uh, the, uh, you know, competing with other, uh, with the Joneses, so to speak. Uh, you know, we got to work. We got to pay our bills. You know, we, God's Word tells us you know, we're no better than an infidel for we don't take care of our family. We have responsibilities. That's true. Uh, but our focus has got to be on beyond what we can achieve in this world and our focus should be on our spiritual walk uh, with Jesus Christ. And that's one thing I think that so many people are so concerned uh, with uh, the trivial things of this world and not looking at the world to come. Uh, and it's easy to do, you know, and I think that's what stagnates so many uh, Christians uh, because of their focus is not where it needs to be. And we need to not worry about uh, those things that are uh, that are here. You know, as you know, everybody wants to have nice things. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, but we need to make sure that our that we're trying to uh, uh, to truly fulfill what God wants us to do. Uh, I meant to look at one other verse over here in Luke. I think it's, let's see. I'm not sure. The reason why I'm looking is because I wrote something down, but I'm not sure if it's the the verse that I'm thinking of here. Hold on here. Thank you. Let's see here. One second. I'm trying to hurry. I'm sorry. Uh, 12. Let's see here. Um, make sure to see what I'm looking at here. Uh, well, we can look at, um, if you want to look at Luke 12, uh, 15 through 21. Uh, let's see here. And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of rich men produced plentifully, and he that to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this, I will tear down my barns, build large ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, the, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So uh, that's it. We gain, lay up uh, treasures here on earth. We need to worry about those things that are in heaven. Uh, just like during this whole corona thing, uh, Brandy has had put me to work and uh, fixing up the house. And the only thing that I could think of the whole time that I'm tearing things down and I mean, it looks great. I mean, she did a great job decorating and fixing things up. I mean, it's beautiful. Like I told you before, we have a, 
living room we're not even allowed to sit in because she uh, won't let us. <laughs> and, uh, uh, only thing I think of is, you know, I'm going to fall over dead. Some other guy's going to enjoy every bit of all my hard work. But uh, uh, so that's just uh, such is life. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, um, we see that Joseph had faith in God's promises. And even though the uh, circumstances uh, that we may have seen here, see that they may have even contradicted uh, God's promises, that's what shows the power of an almighty God. That even though uh, man may have an idea of how things should be, God proves himself. Uh, and uh, he allows certain things to transpire and come about with his sovereign will. That's just the whole thing. With this whole country, with everything that's going on, God is sovereign. God is in control. It doesn't matter what man can do. I think, you know, again, I'm not trying to be political, but I think 2016 election was a good example of that. Here the DNC was rigged. Hillary was given the questions before the debates. I mean, it was a shoe-in. I mean, they had cheated. They knew they had it, and they couldn't understand how in the world did Trump get in? They couldn't wrap their minds around it. And guess what? God decided he's going to put in who he wants and where he wants them. And if this election coming up doesn't go the way we want to, guess what? God is sovereign. God is still in control. And so that's all we have to have faith in is God's promises. There are certain things that we're living in the last days. In case you've been asleep at the wheel and haven't realized it, we are living in the last days. And uh, it's, just gonna, it's just a matter of time. And certain things will have to transpire before Christ's return. And um, so that's why we don't need to lose heart. We don't need to get upset. But it was is to trust in the Lord. You know, it shows as another story I was reading. That a woman had, um, she had throat cancer, and um, they uh, was about to uh, remove uh, this, this cancerous area, and uh, uh, the, if she survived, they said that uh, she would probably never be able to talk again. And uh, they said, is there anything you would like to say before we put you under anesthesia? And said that she was trying to, to mouth the words, and finally she said in a calm clear and loud voice she said trust in the lord thy god my friends that is my uh express what I, what I can express to you this evening as no matter the circumstances you may have to deal with in your life trust the lord thy god with all of your heart soul mind body and being things can be scary there's a lot of people dealing with job loss uh, you know we see this with here locally uh, with Domtar and some of these other places that uh, uh, that uh, people are losing their jobs. Uh, you know, businesses are shutting down because of this whole virus ordeal. Uh, people may be losing their homes. You know, There's a lot of this going on, getting uh, grim diagnosis, uh, losing loved ones. But all we can do is trust in God. God will carry you through. Don't get discouraged. You know, a good friend of mine did my doctoral studies with. I was trying to encourage him last night. He was uh, he had a little video. He's a pastor, and he, he had a little video, and he's talking about how he was getting discouraged because the home they were trying to buy in Illinois, uh, they uh, the offers they put in uh, wasn't accepted, and he's getting really discouraged. And he just said that it's like every time they try to get something, they, a home or something they're wanting, and just seeing you know, something happens. And I said, brother, I've been right here with you. I said, I know exactly what you're going through. I said, I know. So many times we were looking for a home, and uh, we think, oh, this is the one, and it would fall through, and we just get discouraged and have to discourage. 
And uh, I'll never forget my little girl, she said, God said we we're going to have a rock home. Well, that's what she called a brick house. She said, God said we we're going to have a, a rock home. And um, uh, Lord led us to the house we're in now, and it's a solid brick home. It was better than any other home that we could have ever picked out or imagined. See, God's going to take care of, like my friend in Illinois, and, or you and your circumstances. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get down. It's easy to want to give up, but have faith in God's promises. Don't trade a little bit of pleasure for the world for what God has promised to give us. Let's stay, keep that faith. Let's keep our heads up and held high. Don't let the devil rob you of your joy. Let's stay true and let us stay strong. And let's keep our eyes focused on God. Just as Peter stepped out on that water, he had to keep his eyes focused on the Lord. And when he didn't, he sank. But remember, even those times that we screw up and we take our eyes off of God. I told you before, my favorite painting, I love, I'd love to get a copy of it. Maybe I will one of these days. I love, love seeing that picture of, uh, looks like you're underwater and Jesus is reaching down. And uh, a lot of times in my life, I feel like I was uh, underwater. But guess what? Jesus is reaching down and he pulled me right back up. So don't lose heart. Don't get discouraged. Jesus is there. And when you fall, he's there to pick you back up. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us on our daily journey. Lord, help us to have faith in your promises, just as we read about uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and uh, Lord, uh, let us lean and trust uh, in uh, what you are told us uh, that you were going to give us, that future hope, the hope you give us now. And Lord, uh, help us to fight discouragement and uh, to let our joy be full. Let us not fear death, but have faith to know that you're with us no matter where we're at in our life. Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I had a couple of comments here. Uh, <clears throat> Stanton Trailer said, uh, So, so sad. People need to turn their eyes to God, ask Him into their hearts, and forgive them of their wicked ways and their sins. and love him with all their heart jesus is coming back and real soon yes sir that's correct thank you for those kind words i appreciate that uh, bob betty whaley said amen i'll bend it amen and uh, appreciate uh, all those kind words and uh, robert debray he's making some comments about uh, the looters and how America needs to wake up, and uh, very true. So, appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this evening, and I uh, hope you all have a blessed rest of the evening and uh, week and weekend. And Lord willing, we'll see you on Sunday morning from 11 to 12, 118 Julie Lane. Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning service, and then Sunday evening at 6 o'clock online, I will be bringing the evening service, continue our study here in Hebrews. So, God bless, and until uh, we meet again, my friends. Thanks.